You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Let's hear a testimony. Testimonies are good. Amen. Thank you, church. Um, so we're praying the week before, um, and it happened on Wednesday. Um, we prayed, and I remember a pastor said, we pray for protection as much as we pray for everything else, but we pray for angels. And after morning service, I had it in my heart to pray. And then I just prayed, and I was like, God, thank you that you protect us, and even things that we don't see are protecting us. And I fell asleep. I was feeling lazy, but I had the nudge to continue praying. And it's amazing. Um, I saw God protecting me. Um, Everybody knows that there was a plane that crashed in Midrand. Um, the amazing thing is that it was 156 meters away from where I was. And I remember I just said, God, I, for things I see and I don't see, I thank you for my life and for the mm. things. Because pastor said, now that you're armed with all this knowledge, the devil will be after you. Watch out. And I remember I was like, God... I see that's in me and it was so simple and I had all these other requests but I just continued praying that and so I just woke up it was just boom and I'm like ah, what's happening everywhere everyone's calling me my twin brother my sister in law my and people from Zim everybody's calling there's a plane in Midrand that's dropped it's dropped it's where is it where is it and then um, later on we come out I see all the smoke and I'm seeing oh my gosh that's the plane the gardener died and the pilot died and for me God made me realize that you know like if we walk one kilometer is far with a car it's a matter of seconds now imagine a plane Sure. 156 meters away from where your house is it's a matter of seconds and they say that the plane revolved like 20 um the um, god at the crash beside us he said he was actually over here for 20 times he kept going lower and lower and we're thinking what are, and all of a sudden it's as if the wind just blew him and then he dropped wow. exactly 156 meters from where i was so i thank god for life and wow Now, that is a testimony. Sometimes, God just wants us to see that He's real. Because you don't know what you have missed. You get my point? You don't know how many accidents you have missed. You don't, you, you don't know how many tragedies you have missed. You don't know how many demons have been arrested huh? and incarcerated because of you. You don't know. You have no idea until we see. A lot of times we don't believe. But that is a testimony to the keeping power of God. The covenant of protection is real. The word of God is real. The ministry of angels are real. Who knows? Maybe she was the target. You see? But then, God's angels are there to protect us. Why don't we bless the Lord for that? My God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we... We, we, we thank you for such an amazing testimony of your keeping power. Your protection. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless your name. Glory to God forever. Thank you, Lord, for preserving our sister, for preserving her life. Just a hundred and fifty meters away. Only you can do that. We do not take it for granted. We say thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. My, oh my. Can you see the devil has lost it? 
Because just by that testimony, how many people's faith has been boosted? You see? Yeah. So God has not finished with you yet. God is at work in your life. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. So you need to, I want to share with you, still along the line of testimonies, but using your testimony as a weapon, as a weapon of war. Hmm? Let's go to our text, Revelation chapter 12. Verse 11. Revelation 12, 11. Mighty God. It says there, um, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death they overcame him who did they overcome satan Satan. they overcame him the dragon they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony Last week we were saying that you must never forget your testimony. Never forget. The enemy is after your testimony. A lot of times, a lot of the things he does, he wants you to lose your testimony. He wants you to discard your testimony. Because he knows that your testimony is a weapon. If the Bible says we overcame him, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. That means that you must never lose sight of what the blood of Jesus has done. Am I correct? The blood of Jesus is your first testimony. Okay? That's your first testimony. The testimony of the blood of Jesus is that it took you out of hell. Am I correct? It took you out of the kingdom of darkness. The blood of Jesus is what gave you the right to call God your father. You see? So that is what changed your relationship with Satan. Are you getting me? Yeah. Before you received Jesus, did you know you were a child of Satan? You were a child of the devil. (laughs) Oh, you didn't know? You were a child of the devil and you were destined for hell. Satan was your father. And you did his works. Even with that holy look. (laughs) Huh? With that fine face, you were just a fine young devil. Yeah, without the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Huh? Haven't you seen beautiful devils before? Handsome devils? Hmm? Cool devils? Nice devils? (laughs) So that's what... You must never lose sight of what the blood of the Lamb has done. It's interesting that it's the same blood that made you a king and a priest. Am I correct? According to Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. So that's part of your testimony. Your identity was actually change literally you got a new id it's a testimony can you imagine that Hmm? your nationality changed incredible 
your status changed by the blood of the Lamb. And that is a powerful testimony you must never, never forget. Never forget that. And that's why, you know, there are some people that don't like to talk about the blood because they say that, you know, it's so gory. But that, that is what saved us. Oh, we don't want to offend anybody. Stop talking about blood. No, let's, let's, just, let's just preach messages that are not like going to irritate people and all of that because, you know, oh no, blood, blood. You know, don't, no, 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 don't talk about that. And there are places where you can talk about the blood. But that is what gave us victory Amen. over the enemy. And that's why each time you come before the Lord's table and you take of the Holy Communion, you need to do it with that understanding. You need to do it knowing. Jesus says, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim what? The Lord's death till he comes. You are reinforcing Satan's defeat. Each time you announce your testimony, each time you say, this is what God has done for me, you are telling, you are rubbing it in his face. And you know, Satan is very proud. He doesn't want to be reminded of his Waterloo. Amen? How many people appreciate the blood of Jesus? Take a moment. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just say, Lord Jesus, I just thank you. Thank you for your blood. Your blood has washed me. Your blood has cleansed me. I don't take it for granted. Yes. The blood has not lost its power. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So when you now recognize the role that the blood has paid... And what it has done for you. And you now begin to declare. Huh? Your testimony. You begin to declare what Jesus has done. You begin to declare what God has done. You begin to declare what the word says about you. That gives you victory. Over the enemy. I believe that we need to begin. To. Um. Speak our testimonies more. We need to begin to declare our testimonies more. You need to tell your children your testimonies. Glory to God. Amen. Not just giving them some folk um, tales that have no head or tail. <laughs> yeah. Share your testimonies with them. One of the things that the Lord told the Israelites is to share the testimonies with their children. Are you getting me? He said to them, you need to say it to your children. Tell them how you were taken out of Egypt. Why did God do that? Why? Because he knew that there will, become, there will come a time that they will need the testimony. That's right. There's a time that they will need the testimony. So God says to them, like when they were crossing the Jordan, God told Joshua, they should take 12 stones. Huh? As a what? A memorial. Let's read that in the book of Joshua. He says they should take 12 stones from the, from the river Jordan. 
as a memorial, my Lord. Jesus, may you not forget your memorial. Amen. Hmm? As they about to cross, where is that place now? Okay. I'm using another Bible. Chapter 4. Okay. Oh, verse 3. All right. Okay, look at that. He says, And command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Okay? Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come saying what do these stones mean to you can you see then you shall answer them that the waters of the jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the lord when it crossed over the jordan the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. So your testimony is supposed to be there forever. Your testimony is a public statement. Do you understand? Your, your testimony is supposed to continue to speak. about the greatness of God. It's supposed to continue to speak about the faithfulness of God. It's supposed to continue to speak about God's visitation. It's supposed to continue to speak about what God has done in your life. And that's why you must not lose your testimony. Don't lose it. And he says to them, your children, the time is going to come that your children will ask you, what is the meaning of these stones? Then you will tell them how God parted this, the river Jordan and how you walked through the midst of the river is to speak of the greatness of God. So whatever God has done for you in the past, please find a way to memorialize those testimonies. Okay? So that your children and your children's children, it can, it's part of the inheritance you will pass on to them. It's part of the legacy that you are going to leave for your children's children. And that's why the enemy wants to rob us of our testimony so that our children will be bankrupt. Are you following me? And you must not allow that. What are you doing with your testimonies? Use your testimonies. Because the time is going to come that your children will need your testimonies to fight. Do you understand? You might not be even the one that is fighting with your testimony, but I'm telling you, the time is going to come that your children will need your testimony. Yeah. They will. Yeah. If you remember the story of uh, Gideon in the book of Judges, Let's look at Judges chapter 
Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Now, you know that the children of Israel had gone, they've sinned against God. God allowed the Midianites to oppress them. Huh? After the death of Joshua, Israel started, they would backslide, then they would be oppressed, then they would cry to God. God will raise, um, raise a judge that will now deliver them. Then, you know, it was just back and forth, back and forth. So now, they are under um, oppression from the Midianites. Verse 11 says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the turban tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Josh, the Abizirite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. You see, because at that time, whatever it is you planted, the Midianites will just come and have it. They'll wait for you to harvest. When they, you harvest, they just come and collect. I mean, talk about oppression. You work hard. They just come and harvest whatever. Just come and collect it. And the Israelites didn't have any weapons. They couldn't fight. They didn't have any weapons to fight with. Okay? So, Gideon is hiding and threshing wheat. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Remember, he's hiding. <laughs> you see, God does not speak according to your condition. He speaks according to your potential. He speaks according to what he has invested in you. Okay. So, he's, he's calling him mighty man of valor. And we know that uh, naturally he's far from that. Then Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then have all these things happened to us? Oh, why? If God is with me, how come? All of this is happening. And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. You know, there's something there. Gideon had a testimony. So he was using that testimony to engage the angel of the Lord. Where are the miracles which our fathers told us about? Question, what miracles did your fathers tell you about? What miracles are your children going to talk about that you told them about? Hello? Because the time is going to come that they will need it. They will need it. There are so many miracles I can look back and I just draw strength from them. There are many testimonies in the past. Both mine, my mother's, and my grandmother's. Amen? Why? It's powerful. When I just think about my grandmother, who was an illiterate, but yet a powerful evangelist. I'm just amazed. Who led many people to Christ. I'm inspired. Huh? When I hear, when I remember, when I think about the testimony of how she defied death. Huh? At the time that there was no cure for tuberculosis. Yes? And she had TB. And that time if you had TB, it was like a death sentence. She had TB. And they said, well, you've got TB. 
took her to the hospital, went, the doctor tried to do an operation. But before the operation, she talked to the Lord. Lord, I don't want to die now. As they do, as the doctor performs this surgery, I don't want to die. Why? Because my children are still young and I still need to teach them some things. I still need to get them well established in your ways. Do you understand me? I still need to get them established in your ways so that they will know you. So I'm asking for more time in case things don't go well. This is the prayer she prayed before the operation. And she goes into the operation. The doctor makes a mistake and she bleeds to death. Amen? She bleeds to death. And when she gets to the pearly gates, fantastic city, she gets there. Some people are ahead of her. They come and then the gate opens. They go in. The other one goes, I think about maybe three people or so were ahead of her. But when it got to her turn, the gate was shut. She said, open. They said, no, you're not coming in. She says, why? She says, no. They said, no, it's not time. She says, no, but I must get in. This place is too beautiful. I can't go back. They said, no. You will come back at the right time. Now is not the time. And there was a shrub close to the gate. She went and tried to hide there. <laughs> waiting for the next person that will come so she could, you know, run in. And as she's hiding there, the voice says, I can see you. Don't waste your time. You cannot get in. It's not time. And reluctantly she turned, very disappointed, walking away from that. As she backed the, the pearly gates, walking, walking, she now found herself on the hospital bed. The doctor was shocked because she had been declared dead. She came back to life. Come on. What a testimony. And then she lived for over a decade after that. Come on. Yeah. And then when it was time for her to die, she was in the hospital again. And everybody, she sends for all her children. And she says, she gives prophetic words to each and every one of them. She says, I've finished my work. I've taught you. You know. If you want to see me, you have to follow what I taught you. If you don't follow what I taught you, you will not see me. My mom being the only girl among six boys is crying. She says to her, why are you crying? You should be crying for yourself. Because the temptations that are ahead of you if you are not prayerful, you will never see me. So you must be a very prayerful person if you are going to see me. Life ahead of you is rough, so you should cry for yourself. Come on. <laughs> yes. That's what turned my mom into a prayer warrior. Yeah. So, told my grandfather, please, you still have some time. Remarry. Okay? You have my blessing. God is going to give you a wife that's going to take care of you. We will meet again. 
I'm waiting for you on the other side. I've finished my work. I need to go and rest. But you still have work to do for the Lord. Can you imagine? What a testimony. And as she's, she's, she's talking to them, she says, please, can you excuse me? Everyone step out of the room. The angel has come to teach me my welcome song. So everybody have to step out of, out of the room, the hospital room, and the angel taught her the song that they're going to use to welcome her in heaven. After the angel finished, she rang the bell for them to come back in, and she sang the song to them. She sang the song to them and said, this is the song that they are going to use to welcome me. And of course, everyone is heartbroken. Nobody wants mama to go, you know? And as she finished singing, she says to them, I love you. See you again. And she says, wow, okay, it's time to go. I didn't realize, and she mentioned one of, their na- one of the family friends who lives in another town far away. She says, oh, we're going in the same vehicle with this man. <laughs> and then she's, she died smiling. Later on, they discovered that that family friend died at about the same time where he was. Glory to God. That's, 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 that's a heritage that I received. Yeah. Do you understand me? It's part of what I treasure. She might not have left millions for me. But that is worth more. Come on. If all you live for your children is money and houses... I'm telling you, you have not helped them. Because there are things that they're going, there are battles that they're going to fight that they will need your testimonies. Because they also need to have their own testimonies. But before they get their own testimonies, what are they going to use? Your testimony. Hallelujah. So Gideon was able. To, to provoke the Lord and put him to remembrance concerning the testimonies and what he had done in times past. Where are they? Where are the testimonies that our fathers have shown us? And so because of my, te- my, my grandmother's testimony, I had the confidence to tell my wife when we met, if anything happens to me, make sure nobody buries me. It was on, on the basis of that that I knew you can go and not be allowed in. <laughs> if you go at the wrong time. Amen? But I had a testimony upon which I could build my faith. And, you know, we all have testimonies. It's just that we don't, we don't see the value in our testimonies. We all have testimonies. I don't care how bad things are for you. You have a testimony that you can use. You can bring it up to the Lord and say, Lord, you remember when you did this for me. If you defeated the enemy that time you can do it again you can do it again so use your testimony as a weapon to defeat the enemy look at a man like David huh in first Kings I mean first Samuel let's look at first Samuel um, 1 Samuel chapter 17. 
David comes to the battlefield. He's sent by his father. All right? He's sent to bring food to the brothers. And as he comes there, he hears this giant just cursing the armies of Israel, defying the armies of Israel and the God of Israel. He's cursing them with, their, with his gods. And everybody's there for one whole month, for a full month, every day. This man is coming up. Nobody could, could go against him. So in other words, every other person had forgotten his testimony. Do you understand? No, no, nobody could even think about one thing that God did that they, they could use to now face Goliath. Until David came. And of course we know the story. If you read the whole chapter you'll see it. Hmm? Verse 31. Let's read from verse 31. It says, Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. This is a teenager talking. Yeah. <laughs> huh? A teenager is t telling the king, huh? a king who has battle experience, whom God has used in the past to deliver Israel, to fight battles. He has forgotten his testimony. Are you getting my point? He has forgotten the victories that he got in the past. Yeah. So now he's facing the giant and he has no testimony to remember. And the entire nation, nobody has a testimony that can inspire them. Except this young lad. And he comes and says, let no man's heart fail. Imagine a general in the army, huh? brigadier, with all the stars, five-star generals, and then the captains, and the brigadiers, and they're there, the majors, whatever their ranks, they're all there. Not one has a testimony that can inspire them. Then this young boy comes and says, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this, with this Philistine. I'm going to deal with... Uh, guys, he says, it's like you tell, let's say the South Africa is threatened. Okay, another nation threatens the entire nation. And then a young boy goes to the president and he's He's talking, talking, and then every, because everybody else is paralyzed with fear. Then the words of this boy reach the president. The president says, send for him. Let me hear him. And when the boy comes, he says, your excellency, don't stress. I'm going to sort this out for the nation. Are you going to take him serious? <laughs> That's what David was doing. But look, then look at, let's read on. And Saul said to him, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. You are not able to. Who told you that? Yeah. Hmm? He's been fighting from his youth. But I have my testimony. My test, it, it doesn't matter his experience. Do you understand? It doesn't matter the devil's experience. In case you don't know, the devil has more experience than you. Yes. In, every, in every sense. So you are not defeating the devil on the basis of your experience. Are you getting me? You are defeating him on the basis of your testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. 
So it's not about you. It's about what he has done. Then let's read on. Come on. And David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. Come on. If every other person forgot his testimony, I'm not going to forget mine. Amen. Amen. He says, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it. Come on. And I struck it. Say testimony. Testimony. Hallelujah. I went after it and I struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. It it was already in the mouth. It was already in the mouth of the lion. And he went and struck it and brought out the lamb from the mouth of the lion. I wonder which one David did first. Was it the lion or the bear? But whichever one he did first, I can assure you that although he didn't have the experience, huh? he could draw from the experience of the Israelites. Are you getting my point? He did not have his own experience, at least not yet. But Moses had an experience. Israel had an experience. Come on. So he could draw from that. To, to develop his own testimony. Okay? He says, uh, And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard. Come on. And struck and killed it. My goodness. Whoo. Do you know that if it's some of us, when the lion shows up, He said, Lord, why? Huh? Why have you allowed this to come to me? Without realizing that that is your opportunity for a testimony. Huh? Don't have a victim mentality. Face your challenges as opportunities. Glory to God. He struck it. He caught the beard with his hands. (laughs) And he killed it with his hands. Oh? Look at look at what it says. Let's time is gone. It says, Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Christian will be like one of them. Seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. Oh my goodness. Can you see? Now, not only does he have his testimony, he has his covenant. Because he says this guy is uncircumcised. In other words, he's not in covenant with God. I am circumcised. I am a a seed of Abraham. And that's enough for me to defeat this guy. And not only that, we are the armies of the living God. So, why should we allow this man to continue with this nonsense? So, what am I saying? His testimony came in handy. All right? Begin to get your testimonies. And begin to sharpen your testimonies. Hallelujah. I realize that there is a testimony that is is, uh, applicable to every situation. Whenever I think, think back, just think back. 
There's nothing you face that there is no testimony that you can draw from. David was able to use his own testimony. But he used a testimony before he had his first testimony. So you can borrow testimonies. Glory to God. Say borrow testimonies. You can borrow someone else's testimony. You heard that testimony. A plane crash. 150 meters away. That is a good testimony for you to take and put into your archive. Because it, if, if it's for your sister, it's yours. Amen. Come on. Amen. You can use it as well. You can use it to overcome the enemy. So fight. So tell me, Pastor, I, I don't have any experience. Read your Bible. Yeah. There are too many inside. Yeah. Take one of them. Yes. And say, if you did it before, yeah. you will do it again. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you are faced with a challenge of provision and you want to fight lack, take a testimony of provision and use it to fight lack. If you are faced with a challenge of health, take a testimony of healing and use it to fight that condition. Are you getting my point? If you are facing a testimony, uh, uh, a challenge of, uh, of breakthrough, take a testimony. Even if it is not yours, but if it is your God that did it, then you can use it. Yes. If it's your God. So far as it's not ancestors. If <laughs> ancestors don't give testimonies. Hallelujah. So use your testimony as a weapon. And God has already predicted the outcome. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. You have already overcome. You just need to use the testimony Amen. Huh? Amen. to enforce your victory Amen. and enforce the enemy's defeat. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand up on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Why don't you talk to the Lord? Thank him for the testimony. Can you think of a testimony that aligns to your situation? I don't know what you are faced with. But let the Lord help you. Let the Lord help you to apply your faith to the testimony, a particular testimony. It might not be your testimony. Huh? It might be your brother's testimony. It might be your sister's testimony. It might be your parents' testimony. It might be your grandparents' testimony. Or it could just be a testimony of Israel. Of the nation of Israel. It could be Abraham's testimony. You can use that. It could be Moses' testimony. You can use that. It could be David's testimony. You can use that. It could be Elijah's testimony. You can use that. Are you following me? Yes. Come on. Just pray. Lord, thank you, Father. We bless your name. Help us to use our testimonies. To fight. To defeat the enemy. Help us not to be put in a situation whereby we forget our testimonies. Lord, every challenge that is before us. We call you to remembrance concerning your word. We call you to remembrance concerning the things you have done. My Lord and my God, in the past. Oh, yes. If you used the 300 men of Gideon to defeat the Midianites, you can do the same in our lives. You can do the same through us. God is able to deliver by few or by many. There's no difference. Lord my God. Let testimonies 
begin to abound in this house as your people apply their faith to what you have done in the past we refuse to forget we refuse to forget show us how to use testimonies to fight show us how to draw inspiration from testimonies show us how to draw strength from testimonies show us Lord thank you father in the name of Jesus thank you father in Jesus name amen if you are here and you're not born again I want to pray for you you want to receive Jesus into your heart just raise your hand and I'll pray for you if there's anybody like that you've not been washed by the blood of the lamb if you don't have Jesus in your heart then it means that you are yet to experience the kind of testimony that the rest of us have but I want to give you that opportunity raise your hand if you're that person okay I don't see any hand just say this after me Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I thank you for your word, you for your word. which is spirit and his life I receive your word I receive wisdom I receive skill I receive revelation enable me Lord to use my testimonies and the testimonies of others to fight to fight the enemy to defeat the enemy to reinforce his defeat and to, re to establish my victory thank you Father for the power of your testimonies in my life help me Lord not to ever forget my testimonies thank you Lord in Jesus name Amen this ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.